You're listening to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed uh, radio show. Wish you a happy new year. And this is the f- one of the first of our new year podcasts um, coming up. And when I, the person we're interviewing was in, wanting to talk about her country. Now, she is from Tanzania. She wanted to talk a little bit about the corruption that goes on. A small insight. And just generally... A general chit chat in a sense, but it was it was a few deeper questions I was asking and what she was doing now and how she ended up in the UK. So, um, what I hit want to say, please enjoy. It's a little bit of an insight. It's okay. It's not too bad. We certainly, I think we can maybe go a bit deeper. But I think she's obviously just learning a little bit about politics, but it's certainly interesting nonetheless. So, as I say. Happy New Year. Thanks for hitting the download button on the Hattrick and Ramsey uh, podcast. Please uh, have a listen and enjoy at our le- at your leisure. Maybe do your doing earning. And the good news is we seem to have a potential sponsor uh, coming up. Uh, looking to have a company called Mother World uh, sponsoring us. Going to speak to the guy with more detail, get our website sorted out, and a way that you can get yourself some eco-friendly nappies and other things. More info on that coming up soon on the Hatrick and Ramsey. Not this site, not this podcast, but it will certainly be advertised well until when we have our official sponsor for the show. So, please listen and enjoy our first interview of 2015. Uh, 2014 is on baby and 2015 is here so thanks again for listening to us enjoy sit back relax this is not the cure for insomnia you're gonna stay wide awake and have some fun listening okay peeps not just the peeps you're our sexy beast listeners of 2015 listening to this show it's ready to rock <laughs> To Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Featuring the expert analyst, John Sutherland. We are here to rock the podcast world. Okay, welcome to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed uh, podcast. We're here to interview. Marianne Enrique, um, regarding um, issues in Tanzania from her country, she is a local uh, woman to Edinburgh with three kids. She came over here in two thousand and three, four, two thousand and three. Almost got it right. Uh, and she's going to talk about the corruption issues in Tanzania in her in our country. Uh, and just to solve and help people understand the situ- what goes on over there, maybe what goes on over what you see in the news, uh, is not the the bigger picture basically. So we want to welcome to um, the Hunting Ramsey on this show, uh, Marianne. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay, uh, so first let's uh, kick off. What we're going to do is um, talk about your life um, in Tanzania, growing up back home. So. 
Um, what was when you? Okay, when you were born, you're obviously born there. Yes. Yeah, I was born in Tanzania. Okay. Okay. So, what was like when you were born? What was life like growing up in Tanzania? What What was it? Is it a good life? Was it a Was it poverty? Were you brought up well? Did you go to a good school? That kind of thing. Yeah, I went to a school that is a normal school, and I went to a, a boarding school that is a secondary school. And it was, it was okay. My life, um, I thank God that I just come from a background of family, that I get education, and I value education. So I went to school, and it was all right. It was okay. Apart from problems that are normal to what we see here and there as well. But I just think okay. Okay. Um, so... Was it, even though, what, what would you say, I mean, have you seen the boarding schools in this country at all? Uh, say it again. Have you, have you seen what the boarding schools in this country are like? Oh yeah, I actually I went to visit St. Uh, like, say, St. Mary's Eskin. St. Mary's Eskin. Uh, uh, and I went to a boarding school for my son. It's really different. They are expensive. I cannot afford actually and it seems to be impossible for my life living here. But yeah. So what would you say is the difference between a school, boarding school here, to the equivalent to a school in Tanzania? Yeah, what I can say is everything is, is different. Everything, I mean, the life experience, boarding school in here, boarding school in Tanzania, is things that, yeah, it's, there's a huge difference. Huge, very huge. Okay. So you came to me, you're in, since you heard we were doing the podcast show, you were interested in talking about the uh, corruption um, in Tanzania and what goes on. So, since from an early age, when did you start realizing the the corruption and what was going on and what actually does go on over there? Now, I just grew up in a family, a normal family. But uh, to tell you the truth, I wasn't involved in politics at all, and I can say in whole of my life. And I was trying to be close to politics, saying uh, seriously in the past six months. Uh, normally don't watch news or don't follow anything because um kind of like lay back on those stuff. But I've been interesting recently of what was going on in Tanzania and the thing that get posted online, what we see, what we read, and was really um, a thing like I am not I'm proud of. That's what I can say. And uh, things for the corruption and all the general things that possibly are not looked out uh, right now, but people have been speaking out. Uh, information are there. For example, uh, there's this EU analyst, Linda Crocher, has right. Well, what, what it is, we'll come, come back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to elaborate, what, what, I mean, expand on corruption. What type of corruption is going on over there? Uh, let, I mean, obviously, corruption is corruption, but what, do you, what have you seen or what have you heard? What, what type of corruption? How does it work or what is going on? Is it drugs? Is it money? Or are the people bribing each other, paying people here who will give you X amount of money if you do this? Or you can lie or you'll keep, keep people out of jail, for example. What kind of stuff actually, hap- actually happens there? Uh, to be honest, what I've seen, which is, uh, I can say, in a behalf of, uh, let's say, close family, you know, uh, there's no, there's no right right of everybody practice it for example a court if you don't have money i mean people can pay for the court and get rid of whatever uh, the situation is i mean you get surprised to see things that have been looked and they come out judging unfairly 
and you can see pretty for pretty clear that there's something fishy going on and it's not it's not right it's not right at all do you have uh, any friends or people or family or that have experienced uh, this this type of corruption in Tanzania Oh yeah, recently I can say speak out of um, uh, uh, my sister. She's been involved with the issues on her family, and then the case has been brought up to the High Court in Arusha region, and the uh, it's just been it's just been followed up the procedure and everything, and they listen up, writing up uh, description and summary of the case. Uh, for me, it's really unfair. Because coming up of this decision from the judge is something like, um, if I send you the link, any lawyer can say this is not, this is not right. I'm not speaking because she's my sister, but you cannot get any lawyer at any country decided that in where there's a couple living for ten years coming to distribute their, um, uh, to distribute their things when the divorce come. Uh, a judge decided that the lady doesn't have anything she owned to the family, so she left out not to have even a penny to the contribution. And apart from that, uh, it's, a, it's a right uh, for each parent to see their kids, but when the judge ruled out that the lady is not allowed to have the, uh, to take care of their children, that's not right, that's not normal. So. It's all corrupted. The system is corrupted. Everything. I'm not talking about her, but there's a lot more of the cases. That's the thing I, I know, and that's the thing I've been coming across. With. Okay, what's the, what's the police system like over there? A police system, to be honest, in speaking of that, is if you don't have money, you don't know anything. There's nothing you can do, especially even if the law is on your side. It's so, typically... Well, com compared mm -hmm. to this country here... Mm -hmm. Obviously, the police are very can be very helpful. I mean, what are the is the police force over there corrupt, or are they is it kind of if you can easily bribe a police officer, but over here if you tried that you'd be put in jail. But uh, is it quite easy to just say here's some money uh, and all right and say and they'll turn a blind eye to what you've done? Oh yeah, it's pretty obviously here. You cannot even think of doing that because uh, nobody. I, I I don't know the system, but system has been fairly for me living in this country. I haven't seen like any time I got a thing like I I realized that I do and I receive fair treatment, especially comes to the when the government is involved, when the police is involved, when this you know the court is involved because I've been in the court anyway. But just speaking of Africa, everybody who lives in Africa know that there's right. a lot of bribes so, and corruption. Have you ex have you experienced the uh, so you got a, f a family in the background here. Have you experienced uh, any corruption yourself by the Tanzanian police yourself? Have you been involved in any, have you been caught speeding or have you done something bad that you realising it and you've been had your been told off? Um, I've seen through the uh, grown ups member for example you just drive by and traffic stop you. I mean it's pretty obviously uh, people get to understand, like, you can give a police person, you know, any cash amount of money to let you go. So that's practicing a lot more. Right. People pay bribes. 
and it's just kind of like for lifestyle they, they are living with which is possibly i mean different from where i am right now it's the thing that you cannot do you cannot experience you cannot even try you cannot even see that was happening okay so um so growing up you basically you went to boarding school you what uh, how old were you when you decided that you wanted to come? What What made you say, right, I'd like to come to the UK? What made you up and leave? <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Actually, uh, to tell you the truth, I always had this dream of going somewhere different, like just going to America, going to UK. I don't know, but I just wish and love to be outside the area where I am so for so many reasons. I mean, you see the movie, you see the life, and you're just like, oh, wow, I want to go there one day. And yeah, that's when I started proceeding and just working on my um, visa thing to come as a student. And that's where I'm here in UK. Okay, so when you came as a student, what were you studying? I was studying actually IT, Information Technology in Birmingham. And then I moved into Edinburgh, Stevenson College, doing computing. And I went to do psychology, Harriet Watt. And yeah, from there, I just quit when I had my first exam. So that's it. Okay, so you've got three, three wonderful kids. Mm -hmm. um, so now you want to talk about corruption. Uh, obviously, the things that are going on over there. Uh, now you obviously got your... What has kind of made you suddenly get the bug for maybe the kind of politics of the world or the kind of situations that are going on around the world. That's what, what have you, sort of what's made, made you want to, uh, sort of talk about this. Yeah, really, to be honest with you, I've been, I've been here, I've got friends in Tanzania, there's a lot of things going on on WhatsApp, updating from what's happening with our country. We write each other information, you see on Facebook. And I went like, oh, hold on, oh, what is going on here? So I, I myself uh, decided just out of blue and I create a page for in a Facebook for abolition of corruption in Tanzania because I realized people have got a lot of things they speak and they speak to, we speak to each other. They don't speak uh, to, they don't have a chance to get their voice being out, I mean, heard by anybody. So I opened a page for people to speak and discuss and whatever I get or receive from the source from my fellow Tanzanians, I put it down there to discuss and just to help. Because the situation is getting worse, as I can say yesterday. I mean, it's getting worse. What is it's getting worse? So in Tanzania, it's getting a lot worse. In what way is it getting worse in, in Tanzania at the moment? Uh, I, I can see the citizens are really angry. They are really angry with everything that is going on uh, right now. There's been like uh, people shouting out, uh, they need their money, they need their money because they, they believe that the ministers, the, the government leaders has been misused their money that has been sent for the aid. And instead of helping the citizen, money has been used for, the, for their own benefits, for their own family, own, their own and business and so forth. Yeah, misleading. Okay, so uh, there's a, a story that you wanted to share, kind of thing that you saw um, written by a Linda Croucher, obviously an EU analyst um, in, in Kikwete, how do you pronounce that word? Kikwete. Kikwete. Mm -hmm. uh, That's our, our president. Obviously, that the president of Tanzania. Um, 
the story that she sort of brought to the attention was simply that um, basically the man didn't deserve to be the head of state. And the bottom line is, obviously, it kind of, it's regarding, oh, there's a lot of bravery involved, obviously, over there. Uh, and it's kind of, it's like, we're obviously, I think, we're Britain sending aid to Tanzania at all? Yeah, it is. Uh, donors, actually not British, but uh, as well as the United States and France, um, they've been sending aid in Tanzania. And recently it's been reported for uh, Al Jazeera News and other sources of the um, news saying uh, the donors stop sending the aid to Tanzania because they believe in waiting to have uh, information provided for what the money is being used for. And we had a uh, our MPs discussing in the parliament about this corruption, about the money has been sent. Um, uh, information can be obtained from the uh, source, very good source from Tanzania, but there's this uh, scandal called escrow. Escrow scandal is a scandal that um, uh, people being involved in taking the money, a huge amount of money, and uh, which was supposed to help to help the citizens, I mean, government in general, but wasn't that so. And a reaction from the Kikwete, our own president, his speech he make is something that is really terrible. You cannot experience it or you just don't want to even hear. And that's the main reason, that's what I'm saying, is to support what this Linda Croce has been written. And the information can be getting a lot from Google. And if you... Uh, search for Linda Crocher and uh, regarding Kikwete, it's been there, but it's all about asking the taxpayer in the UK uh, to email their MPs uh, about the aid they send to Tanzania. So the aid should stop. They have to stop. So basically, you're saying that the aid in Tanzania should stop uh, because. I mean, briefly in the article I read it earlier, there's obviously they've got they've got dams which have a lot of dams which have got full of water. They're not obviously utilised. They've got there's a lot more money going around in Tanzania than we think. Um, and what they well basically what she was saying is we the aid the money we used to spend on aid to send to Tanzania we should spend on <laughs> spend on the, the our unemployed on their benefits. That's one thing I would disagree with because obviously if we keep funding our unemployed and benefits, they'll never get off their backside and do some work. So uh, that's uh, for a, a topic for another story. Um, so anyway, so what, what else have you, while you, you have been obviously watching the news or just generally researching, what other stuff have you learnt or have you set up some, you say you set, set up some sort of website or some, that, so people from Tanzania can comment on or you're setting up a website or what are you actually doing? And I set, set up a page called Abolition of Corruption Tanzania. And this is a page uh, really to, to make the, the citizen of Tanzania realize that um, their life has to be moved from one level to another. I mean, the country needs to, to just move on. I mean, it has to get to be developed. I mean, you cannot dwell in a situation of being dependent for for aid, or even if when you get aid, we has we have to do that in in a in a way that is supposed to be done, and do not let the leaders do what is not right. 
And we expect the government as well to change their system. Because once the country is corrupted, then we both know how bad is going on. I mean, nobody wants to live in a country that um, things are not dwelt unfair or there's no rights for his humor. That's why um, we, 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 the country like this, UK, talking about US, USA, France, you expect a larger, larger number of the asylum seeker, people running from their country, moving here, because where they are, their life is not good. Anybody will know want to stay in a state that you, you, you're just living. I mean, you're not living your life. You're just existing. So what would you, what other countries in Africa would you compare Tanzania to with this on a similar corruption scale? Uh, I can say Congo, dear Yeah, I can say that because I, I went to Congo and I just visited some of the offices right down there. And it's, it's a really, it's really a sad story because I know Congo is worse than Tanzania. But where we're going, Tanzania, we don't want to end up where Congo is. I mean, I went to an office in Congo and I had to pay for the petrol. Is that the, the petrol? Yeah, you pay for the petrol to switch on the generator so oh. that they can type the document that I need. That's what usually happens over here. You have to buy petrol to feed the generator. Sorry. <laughs> so usually you have to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but oh, but, but I pay the office uh, to to the petrol money to turn on the gen generator and had my document being typed. I mean, this is that's not something I've been experienced. So I'd love to see my fellow Tanzanian will be going through at that stage. But yeah, the government should stand should stand and do the right thing. Okay, right. So what would that right thing be? I mean, first of all, in any anything, I believe at this stage of life. Uh, there's the things you called, I don't have anything, but if I give something to anybody in need, I have to make sure that the same person, at least, the least they can do back is do the right thing to help themselves in a long term to help their problems and develop themselves. So if I cannot see from that person, then means you have to look on a different area of uh, saying what's the point of doing that. So. So, for example, say you say you were, um, say you were the leader of Tanzania. Say you were elected leader of Tanzania, and you were in charge. And what would you, how would you change things? How would you make things better, uh, than they are now? And um, to be honest, that's a huge thing to say because I've been actually a president. That's a a, a high title, but I believe um doing the right thing or being a leader and work on the best for the citizen that is of any good leaders who's been selected for with the citizen can do i mean you look for the benefit of your citizen as well don't look for whoever is around you or my ministers and just to get on with your life because i've got i am a president i've got my children doing okay you cannot think of those children who are in the village they starve they've got they've got they are starved they don't get education. That's not really good because we're looking for the uh, equal rights for everybody. Equal rights means everybody should have the right even to get education. I mean, people stay in the village of Tanzania. They are okay, but not okay as supposed to be okay. Not even Tanzania. I mean, a lot of African countries, that's what I can say. 
because this is what we've got plenty of things that can sustain our country. It's just because of the few greedy leaders and bad leaders existing. And that's how we and we experience this kind of problems. Um so what is your what is your well, okay, what's your aim? How many well, okay, how, how many Tanzanians are there in I don't know the exact number, but how is there a lot of Tanzanians in Scotland these days? Um, I know it's not quite a lot and compared to other nationalities especially, but there's a, a, a number of Tanzanians, I know, but those not quite a lot. Okay. So, um, regarding, obviously, the, the corruption, the corruption is corruption, there's a lot of, is there, what's the most, is there, is there a high crime in Tanzania? Is there lots of murders, murders, killings going on over there? Is there lots of uh, drug trafficking or uh, is there any... Uh, human trafficking with kids or anything over there? And what I can see from now, what's going on in Tanzania is people have been back up, they've been fed up people have been angry you know, you, you, you've got this thing you, no, you hear the Yeah, but is there, is there any, anything like that going on uh, that maybe it's, it's being it's not as maybe because of the corruption people are hiding it because of money uh, there's been like uh, a lot of theft. People doesn't have employment, so they still. Um, uh, other things that are going through in my country, which is not something proud of again, the superstitious belief. Uh, people believe of albino killings. Uh, this has been broadcasting again everywhere. They believe on killing albinos. That's, that's just a thing. So al albinos, are, as in obviously they're black, but they are born white. Yeah. Uh huh. So why do they why do they kill them? They kill them on a believing that once you kill, you get a part of albino, you be rich, and that's that, that that's how. Even when we grow up, we had to have this funny story of saying albino never die. They just get disappeared. So they get disappeared for a reason because they've been killed, and this is a story from the witch doctors. And um, yeah, so it, do you believe any of it? I don't believe in any. Actually, I never believe, and I don't believe on things like that. I I, I like to live with the fact and know the truth. But that's a such thing that practicing in my own country, and it is. I I am working directly. I used to work directly with the center for albino in Tanzania, and it's really a scary thing. It's very scary and it's sad to see like at this twenty first century, there's people believing on killing and getting a body of an albino can make you rich. Okay. So you basically you, you moved to Edinburgh in well moved to the UK in two thousand three. You started off in Birmingham, you eventually came to Edinburgh. Um how have you okay, so what is it you do do now or what is it you over the last um obviously with having kids, you what is it you're trying to do to as a some basically a local to Edinburgh now, as in work wise, what you're aiming to do, what's yourself, what kind of things you want to do to develop yourself with all the skills that you have, uh, and uh, uh, all the skills you have, um, and I mean, what is it you want to achieve uh, going forward now by living here? Um, I have trying to organize a company called Culture Inspired. And that's what I'm working right now. The culture inspired, that culture inspired you educate people 
we do designing we design uh, for a culture traditional uh, design we do inspired by scottish design and maasai design so we take forward for and what is maasai design the maasai design is a is a kind of dress that maasai people wear it's unique you see the way you see a scottish man with a kilty so maasai people they dress in a traditional way very nicely so those are the things i've been working on doing fashion i'm doing fashion and also i've got my models i can provide models and actor and actress and yeah i had given out the models for the uh, edinburgh festival so yeah that's what i'm trying to do and am i focusing right now we want to uh, open a shop because i'm working with collaboration with other designer and designer for the Tanzanians and Kenya mostly and the Tanzanian living in UK and from Kukae design chemically kawe that's na lady design uh, we provide fashion show and they are the one who host the design uh, that are been displayed on my collection for the show okay mm-hmm. so what kind if people were to maybe work at the series fashions or is there going to be a website the people can see the fashions that have been displayed maybe and maybe they might want to buy them or purchase them and they might think of wearing them uh, on a regular like regular basis that kind of thing yeah we've got the website that is www.cultureinspired.com it's still under construction but we publish it and right now what we do is we raise awareness of those tradition dresses and african clothes design and we haven't start selling yet until we get things in order and that's our project as well to open the shop but at the moment we just show on on the basic of fashion show that's what we're doing now okay so well um when you, when do you hope to plan uh, your next event within the edinburgh Oh, next event we're planning it to be on May June, and uh, that's just with collaboration with my uh, the other uh, the organizer committee, and I think it's going it's just gonna be wonderful and it's gonna be good. We'll just publish the information as soon as it's available. So people, if you're looking for something to do in roughly May June of twenty fifteen, uh, potentially a uh, probably black tie event, nice and dress up all your tuxedos etc. Um, it's just going to be a, a, a kind of a fashion show really and we, we would love to do would love to do it in a in a in a quite of a way that haven't been done before um anyway so if there's a possible well, watch the space for more information in a later date of this potential nice event uh for some african fashions um so is there anything else you'd like to add to the interview that you have anything else you may want to talk about that you've not asked a question about uh, no just really quite oh but what i insist is people to search for this person called linda crocher and find out what linda crocher said to the kikwete and to support linda's statements because i bear the witness that what she write is true describing my country so you should just support the movement of Linda. That's okay. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for lis- uh, thank you for listening to this interview. Uh, this will be uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, certainly getting a, an insight to life in Tanzania uh, in Africa. If you've um, 
ever maybe you've been across to Africa, you maybe been to Tanzania, you maybe all understand what actually goes on and what life is like over there. Um, and certainly maybe from different other parts of uh, Africa that you've maybe similar to the, the corruption that goes into your country or similar to Tanzania. But uh, yeah, so here I want to wish you all just a, as I say, um, a happy new year uh, from myself. Uh, and basically this is, it's good to interview um, Marianne regarding this. And we hope to interview, we've got many other people lined up to get on other topics as well. So we'll watch this space. So I want to thank you again for listening to this interview. And we will look forward to our, until next time. So thanks again and bye for now.